Hello, Duck Legs Podcast is here again. Jared Aguilar. Tyler Adams. Damir Jones. Yo, this is the first time that we've all done a Zoom intro like this. So hope you like it. Hope it's pleasing to the eye. Damir's got a fresh haircut. I've got no coffee in my mug. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just kind of stumbled in. We have Dr. Lisa Holland on the show today. She is the belly guru. She is a yogi, a goddess, a cash PT, a super sweet and kind-hearted person, somebody that, that looks at people more than just their diagnosis and their stats on a sheet. She actually tries to give a fuck about people, you know? Yeah. Have you heard of that, that process before? Mm-mm. Oh. Uh, not in this healthcare system. I, no. No, I, I thought it was just in and out, six minutes, in and out, in and out. Yeah. And it's all physical, right? Not nothing else matters. Too. Yeah. It's, it's all about joints and yeah. and whatnot. Super super ortho based, right? Yeah. Ortho based. Don't look at the inflammatory diet that you could be eating. Don't look at the mindset of a person. Empathy, yep. compassion, breathing. Nah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. um, yeah. Back back to this is part one of Dr. Lisa. She is a monster. She's a she's a beast. She's a goon. She's a goblin. Exactly. Right. Um, hashtag curvy hustle. You yeah. can, we can learn more about that in the episode. Uh, we talk a lot about how every interaction can be an opportunity for you out there in the world and not to be so close minded when you're talking to people, um, how to prevent burnout, why her, her yoga practice involves more than just uh, cute little handstands and leotards that you prance around in on Instagram. And while you'll never see her doing that, <laughs> um, we talked more about mindfulness, uh, treating the whole person, which we, we kind of, uh, talked about and how she believes woman's health is more than just the area, uh, of her pelvic abdominal region. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, who would, who would have thunk it? I would have not thought it, thunk it, thunk it, thunk it, thunk it, thunk it, thunk it, anything. Yeah. Thought or think. I mean, and that's, that's something that we, that you know, outside looking in, I have no experience of of women's health. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah, and two things. I mean, special shout out to our guests that was on the show with us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? Amy. I Amy. mean, she came in and she killed it. And like, she, like for her to be on her first podcast, I was like, yo, she's taking over. That Amy, was awesome. Amy, who? What was that last name? <laughs> You got to end it out. <laughs> We're kidding. Shout out to Amy D Plaid D Plat Two. This is a, we should have contacted her before we did this. Deplato. Amy Deplato of Fit Nerd Physios. She is a badass. She was uh, gracious enough to to uh, come on this episode with us and talk to Dr. Lisa Holland. Uh, Amy is a recent grad of East Tennessee State. ETSU, baby. ETSU. Uh, she's gonna be a badass clinician, and she she uh, we had a great conversation with her as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. So, and Amy uh, is also trying to learn more about functional medicine. So, a big part of the conversation was also trying to understand how physical therapy students can get delve more into the functional medicine realm, and uh, uh, t- if they want to establish a more integrative practice, how to go about doing that. Absolutely. Shout out to gut health. <laughs> that is important. Yeah. 
Commercial? Yeah. You got any experience about okay, the little commercial? <laughs> yes. And Steve, um, how's your gut doing, man? Oh, you know, I just, I think I ate a whole thing of Cheerios yesterday. Oh, yeah? Man, I feel funny. You feel funny? Yeah. I'm Are those sure. Cheerios just sitting in your gut and not moving at all? Yeah. Oh, you know what we can do for that? What? Blue physio tape. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you apply this tape to your gut. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And it'll get those Cheerios moving out of your butt. That's what I needed. That's what, That's what I needed, Doctor Jerry. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. How much does that blue physio well, tape cost? Two fifty. Two fifty an inch. Two fifty an inch. Uh-huh. I'm, I can pay it. <laughs> I'm ready. Of course, you can. Anything to get these Cheerios moving. Anything to get the Cheerios moving. Shout out to Blue K Tape. You apply it to your ass, and it helps with digestion. And if you're ever feeling stopped up, you can you can apply some Blue K Tape. To the uh, I perimeter. do it every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> I got K-tape on right now. Right now. I tell you what. This. I used to be depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and get nothing done. Right. Because I used to think about the bathroom all the time. Well. But now I've got my blue K-tape. Yeah. I'm the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> I work out three times a day. Yeah. And I've got a new love life. Really. Yeah. Awesome. Blue K-tape. Came that blue K-tape, me. man. This is awesome. Hell yeah. And on that note, enjoy the episode with Dr. Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, y'all are silly. It's kind of one of those things, it's like the duck. You know, you see a duck in the water, right? The duck looks like it's cool, but the duck's freaking working hard under the water. Wow, working hard, working hard. That's how our place is. We look cool, but we're working hard. Thanks for being with us, Dr. Lisa. Hey, thank be, you for having me. We'll be flipping back and forth to questions and and the beautiful Zen area that you have going on behind um, you. I love it, right? Got my goddesses back in my uh, little area there, and what's in there? My goddesses I should take over the. I should take this over to you so you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I have my little. Oh, can you see? Oh yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know, just some little trinkets and stuff like that, and my teachers, my my mentors, which are the world. But I have actually um, probably more spiritual main ones than than physical therapy ones. Although, you know, I learn from everybody. I think every interaction is an opportunity. Hopefully you think of it that way. Um, but yeah, so that's where I kind of keep that. So that's to help people say, hmm, okay, some sort of like specialness here. <laughs> Was that Shiva? I saw it in the, in the um, many hands. Shiva, yeah, Shiva, dancing Shiva is in there. And that's for the energy of transformation. Because awesome. my thing is all about making change. If you're somebody, and we determine that you actually don't actually want to make change, you just want to complain, then I politely tell you that I have another therapist for you. Um, and we just, you know, and I keep you on my email list, and I'll show you stuff and invite you to things, but um, let's not waste your money with me. I'm cash-based, so. You just use <laughs> as many hands and point them towards the door. <laughs> I just going to say this isn't going to work because right off the bat, but I my intake actually um, covers some of that to make sure it, it's very important that um, 
I think, for that fourth, you know, it's, it's not the triple aim. I don't know if you're familiar with the triple aim, but it's actually, you know, uh, for, for a quadruple aim where that fourth piece of, of health provider um, needs to be addressed. And a big way that we're going to stop burnout is if we stop trying to help people that either don't want to be helped or and also match ourselves with the best people that we can be for. You know, like we can help, I can help any back pain, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, if you're stuck in that pain brain thing and you in the 30 second, cons 30 minute consult have basically every time I've given you something and I will D I always tell everybody, I will reverse engineer down to, so you took that breath with me. Do you think that we could do that together? Do you think we could breathe, you know, but if you keep telling now, I can't, I, I'm never going to do that breathing. Then you're not my person. And at what, at what point do you determine that? At what point can you sense like, oh, this relationship really isn't gelling and that you have to terminate it or refer out? Yeah. Um, I, you know, you get good at that and you get, I'm going to tell you my yoga practice probably made me better than any class uh, I took. And, and when I say my yoga practice, I don't mean my, you know, my uh, Anamasana pose. I mean the the deeper self-reflective work, looking at my own ego, looking at you know mindfulness and how I manage stress, and and it got me very um, strong. I was already strong with emotional intelligence, but it got me in tune with the body look, what the body looks like when it's, and so that varies. You know, obviously, if I'm on a phone call with them, I might not see that as much. I try to. That's why I try to do a Zoom call mm -hmm. or have them with me because you can feel that. So I can't say like you know, how soon, but it, that's why I have my initial consult. Okay. So that we can, I don't, you know, we don't jump right into an eval because it's like dating, like Paul Goff always says, you know, it's, 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 it is, it's like that. And I mean, the journey I'm going to take them through, it's actually one of the reasons why in women's health, I was like, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. I can't just, you know, if we're going to meet each other in two minutes and then all of a sudden I'm going to be like, you know, stripped down and I'm going to do an internal evaluation after you just told me you're there because, um, you know, you're having pain, but there's also a history of rape in your thing. Or it just was like, this just, mm, it's just, um, are we really going to even get, you know, this just, it just felt, and then I was like, well, uh, I can't bit what can I bill for, right? So it right done right. when you're in certain situations. And it just didn't feel right anymore. And um I mean I left for a number another I, I, I weaned out. But when I finally cut the cord it was kinda like them talking about things that I was like, that's not where I, I'm not in the same business as you. Because there's you, there's no bill and there's no code for treating the backstory and whole person, right? There's no there's no uh, ICD-10 code for that, right? <laughs> that it's not valued as a part of the picture unless you are a psychiatrist, psychologist, and then the physical aspects ignored. So, yes, we have successfully reduced people down to um, the mitochondrial breakdowns of whatever, and we need to get better at then stepping back and saying, okay, so now that I got all of these pieces, where does the person and, and their life comes in? And maybe that might mean that I mean, some people don't get two times four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. 
Don't you notice that's on a lot of prescriptions? So as much as we sometimes speak about, you know, individual care and client-centric care, it seems like a lot of people, no matter what they have, need two times a week for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely true. Or do they? Yeah. Who, who okay. needs that? You've got to ask yourself, who yeah. needs that? Yeah. So if you had to um, categorize or put a label on your practice, what would uh, you call it now? Now that it's not women's health or? Oh, it's just, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's women's health, but okay. I believe a woman's health is more than her pelvic abdominal region. Okay. And um, it's an integrative, you know, if I said who I was now, and I, I played with this and, and, and I, I blended, um, you know, I was a lot more on the mat yoga therapy for a little while. And then I brought in more of the life coaching aspect and then more formal health. So I'm an integrative PT. If I had to to say, you know, really where I'm at, when I look at the body, it's my background as a physical therapist that's doing a lot of the thinking, so I'm in it. But, I, but I'm very open to all of the other avenues and aspects and levels of the body. So it's very integrative in itself. I'm also functionally medicine-oriented versus uh, traditional um, reactive allopathic care. So, and then I am. I am a yogi, and that's part of my thing. So I do value spiritual, if you want to call it personal development, because you're a little un- uncomfortable with that. Right. It, I love biopsychosocial. Some people have another S for spiritual, but if you really understand social, right. it's about humanity, and right. that is a spiritual concept. Gotcha. And also, I don't know if we got a proper introduction for our special, other special guest, Amy. Uh, from hey, Amy. Hi, how are you? How are you? I know I'm she's- good. I almost graduated, I heard from the... Oh, I did graduate. You did graduate. Okay, almost test taker. Oh, yeah, about a week, a week out. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. Thank I you. I know she's been waiting to talk to you about some integrative medicine and functional medicine topics. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty curious about that because I'm actually seeing a <laughs> functional medicine doctor myself. Um, I, just, I just sought out one here in the... Um, it's like... Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill area. Oh, um, you're close to yeah, that. yeah. I'm I'm living in Durham right now, so I figure things out. So, um, so yeah, I I'm super interested in in the functional medicine stuff because I I just think that I, I think that's the direction that medicine is headed down, hopefully. And I think there's definitely a spot for PT and and all that. Right, of course. If you consider that you need to know anything about gut health and um. You pay attention to the evidence-based medicine that talks about inflammation, nervous system being in, in, in part of the inflammation cycle, um, the whole social pain response, the amygdala. You know, if you actually start looking at that, uh, you got to go functional medicine route. You, you just, there's a reason why somebody persists with inflammation. Mm-hmm. And it's not always their gate pattern. Oh, no. Yeah, it's definitely true. <laughs> no, the only class I wanted to pay attention to is MSK. That's the only class I wanted to pay attention to. Forget it. 
And you will be very good at that, but you may have to understand that when you're hitting. And I think that's the thing. I think it's, yeah. it is going that way. Again, self-help to yourself. It's really hard just out of school and while you're out of fills to understand that sometimes the people don't get better because the people are not being receptive um, for very, very, a lot of reasons. It's not just because they, you know, want to frustrate you and whatever. There's just, you know, other stuff going on or, you know, yes, okay, you know, business-wise, maybe you haven't demonstrated your value. Mm -hmm. Maybe personal-wise, something else is just more important right now than themselves. And I think that that conversation is very tough in the beginning because you just assume it's you. I don't know enough. I didn't do the right thing. I didn't whatever. Um, and it just takes some time and a lot of experience and personal development work to be able to step back and say, let me look at these other things. And then, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe I really like the musculoskeletal stuff and I really I have an affinity, but at least I know enough that let me ask a couple of key questions. And if I see that that person's really eating an inflammatory diet, because I know what an inflammatory diet is, um, or if I'm seeing that, you know, they have these other issues or I might ask questions. I mean, it needs to be on our regular physical therapy intake, you know. Yeah. Um, do you feel safe? Do you have any trouble sleeping? Do you, you know, are you dealing with any, um, don't, no, don't say, do, do you have bowel or bladder problems? Do you know how many people tell me they're not constipated? And then I say, so you go every day and it looks like such and such? And they're like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> say, well, then you're constipated. <laughs> they don't know. So you need to be very specific. And then they say, why does this have to do with my ankle or whatever? And you say, well, you know, I really try to make sure that there's nothing with, you know, you've had this ankle bothering you for so many months. And if I need to refer you out to my associate, who's also, you know, a women's health coach or, or my whatever, let's get that going now because I don't want to be frustrated in six weeks and out of insurance dollars. Because then you think that PT stinks. Right. Um, so actually, I was kind of curious as to how you, you initially, like, got into all that. Like, like where did you get your start with, the, with all of it? Mm, my yoga. Mm -hmm. Bringing yoga in. The lifestyle of the yogi. The life of a yogi. The lifestyle aspect as opposed to, um, you know, you will very rarely see an Instagram picture of me in a leotard doing some sort of handstand. It's the other stuff. <laughs> that's what yoga is about, right? Just yeah, handstand Instagram. Right. Um, but, you know, I had great teachers, <laughs> Sridhar Mitra, when I finally hooked up with him. I had great mentors on that aspect, but the mindfulness. And then, you know, then the science started proving what I had known from my own experiences. And when you get into that and you're clean eating, you feel it. You feel the difference. You, you see your body without stretching move better <laughs> where you felt tight. Oh yeah. And, you know, so that's where it got me a little bit. That's what I did for a number of years. And then as functional medicine came out and I started watching those, I was like, Oh, that's what I want, you know, cause they're a nice bridge. Um, and unfortunately it's still in the, you know, it's, it's coming out of a still an allopathic hierarchy thing. So a lot of stuff is geared for physicians and physician trainings to get that way. But there are emerging things in the health coaching fields. And, you know, that's kind of why I went into the health coaching aspect. And with Women's Health, I took Jessica Drummond's program, Integrated Women's Health Institute, because it is the only program right now. There will be more because it's so effective that um, 
is just focused on women's health pain, you know, abdominal, pelvic, uh, cancer, gynecological care. You know, we're talking about those things, utilizing the functional medicines to hormone health, hormone testing, this sort of stuff um, to have those conversations. But health coaching in general, if it's a good health coaching program, should be teaching you about digestive health because that everything comes from the gut, guys. Everything comes from the core in lots of things, right? The kinetic oh, shape. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many other things we can, the heart, cardiovascular. I mean, how many other things do we have to see before <laughs> we realize we have to start looking at the core at, at lots of levels? And so disease does come from the gut. And if you're going to work with people with disease, you got to have a little awareness. So that was my route. But honestly, it just gave me um, – it gave me words for the ears of people who weren't into yoga and, and also who thought that was kind of like poppycock, non-evidence-based, <laughs> you know, gosh forbid you call tell people the, the humanity of it, you know, mm -hmm. to look in the mirror before you're, they're blaming someone else. Um, all of that's medicine to me. Now I have work. So it gave me the words. I still practice. I always practice like that. When I opened up Belly Guru, just my company and was my brand for eight of the 11 years that I've been open, that was my philosophy. Is That was my platform, the lifestyle of a yogi as a woman. But I needed now to bridge it to these people who had doctors that they we're going to keep. Not everybody goes to a naturopath. So that's that. Hope that answered it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was awesome. I, I just, I have a vested interest, obviously, because I'm, you know, experiencing it right now. And especially in, if nothing else, in terms of chronic pain, like, I mean, I think PT should, should be involved. Especially like having, like having a functional medicine practitioner, maybe, you know, maybe even if it's like just a nutritionist, like they should be involved with a PT treating somebody with chronic pain. Yep, and PT need to be aware when to refer there. Again, red flags. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I very much uh, treat on a biopsychosocial assessment model and and care, which is naturally, you know, that's very yo know, mind, body, spirit. Okay. Um, and when you're taking that intake. You know, you get a, a nice clear picture of the fact that, wow, this pain has a lot of levels here. I mean, again, I work, I'm like the person people go to when the other PT didn't work. <laughs> and the chiropractic and the acupuncture, by the way, and the massage and the CrossFit class. And, and they still, <laughs> so then, you know, finally they kind of, and, and when you're doing that, you're just like, it's not that all these people were not doing their work. And that, you know, maybe both ways, but, you know, something was missed. And you're gonna be a if you're gonna be a primary care provider, which by the way you are, when you graduate without a residency, you are a primary care provider. Um, then you you gotta ask those questions because you know the red flags. I'm not you know I I get a lot of people like well you're not a psychiatrist so you shouldn't you know, uh, ask them those questions. What are you talking about? Like, I'm working with pregnant women. If I don't identify the postpartum, uh, that is on me. I, if I'm going to worry about getting a red flag for cancer, uh, I better know a red flag for their thyroid being all over the place and mm. refer them to the right person. The problem is when you're trying to treat it yourself because you've had a weekend course. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah. What, so what do you think? we have autonomy. We just can't be naive to the fact that you need other people. Mm-hmm. And when when you referred to like that person who who's had all the had the weekend course and saw Cairo and did a CrossFit class and saw other PTs and they still had those problems. What do you think that is? Are that's causing that chronic issue? Are it's it's something within their mindset, within their natural their flow, their inflammatory diet? Is there something that you need to fix within yourself first before you go about seeking? Oh, all right, now it's time to to fix this ankle injury, but, you know? Yeah, that's, you can't answer that until you talk to the person. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing yeah. that really pisses off PTs and MDs. And they want to read it in a book. When I see this person, I'm going to ask this question, and then when they say that, that then I go to B. Yeah. Very linear. Oh. When they say that, I go to C. Yeah. I just raised my hand because I was looking at doing that. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I was like, because whenever you first find out, whenever you first find out about it, you're like, okay, biopsychosocial model, you know, this classic patient. And then it's like, you know, you have the intake form. And if they answer this question, this question, this question, then statistics show, show that you should show, you know, ask this question and this. And I was like, that's confusing. And it almost made me a little scary. I was like, I'm scared to even go there because. You know, if they say one or two buzzwords and I don't catch them, you know, I can't mm-hmm. go to that other, you know, I can't go to other intervention I was going to. So I completely agree with you. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what if you, what if you did dating like that? Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't. Would anybody have... ever get married? I mean, they do. It's called an arranged marriage. <laughs> I, I provide all my dates with a specific flowchart for them to follow with questions. Yes and no. I mean, I'm not just I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, she's like, you know, totally anti-evidence. No, 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 I'm not anti. I'm saying step up to being a professional. Right. Stop being an amateur. Right. But want to be called Dr. So-and-so. That's what differentiates the doctor. And also I'm going to say just because you have an MD, you might not be working at that professional level. And I'm also going to say that if you're just a personal trainer, and I'm not meaning just, I mean, without a physical therapy on top of that, and you are... Um, at that level, on your path, you might get people better with back pain. Mm -hmm. So we need to really kind of open ourselves up to the fact that here's the deal, guys. Um, All that stuff that's been going on for the past 100 years, it didn't work. It worked to an extent. Uh, We have a lot of pharmaceuticals. We have a lot of – we've cured a lot of things. And we have a system that's based on you need to be, like you had mentioned a little bit, Jared, like is there something to fix? My philosophy, there's never anything to fix. See, that's where the change has to happen. I honestly believe when you see dysfunction, it's because it was a communication problem at some level. And it's doing, the body is doing, and especially if I'm working with somebody with an autoimmune autoimmune stuff and they're having chronic, you know, whatever pains and they also have an autoimmune issue and I'm looking at all that, their body honestly is just overreacting in a way though that it's not wrong, it's just inappropriate for what the reality is. Mm -hmm. So either they're disconnected to the reality or they've gotten into a cycle where they're choosing because your body's a puppet of the mind and your mind set is is unable to be uh, seen unless your brain is healthy enough. So 
which is actually more body. <laughs> mind's not brain. So <laughs> it's a lot, but it's, I mean, we just need to start realizing that um, there's a piece for all of us and it's going to be dependent not on this diagnosis. It's going to be dependent on the individual. Because I can tell you right now that some of my people who come in for a consult, they're at the edge where they want to change, but maybe not because I set people up on like a month program. Like at the point you're coming to me, it's been so many things. We're not going to try this one or two times and then decide whether or not this is going to work. You're investing for the next 30 to 45 days. Hmm. If you're not ready for that, I have some other step down things. I have an online you know, academy of training some stuff. I have referrals. I have a yoga class, two yoga classes that I still teach because they're small enough because I don't teach all that fun, you know, um, hot, whatever, I'm actually like having them breathe and be aware, and a lot of neuromuscular re-ed, a lot of, you know, that sort of stuff, deep core activation as they move, could be called moving PNF, I mean, that sort of stuff, it's not as fun, because they can't throw themselves all around, just get, you know, but they sweat, and it's a lot of work, but because of that, that could be an alternative, right? Right. The money barrier, okay, I got a $15 class, can you make the time? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can't, that's when I... Can you get some help? Okay. I'm not your person. Yeah. You just told me that you've been suffering for 10 years. I think I can help you, but you got to make a 30-day investment. And if that can only be come twice a week to my yoga class, like money-wise, you need to make an investment. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not gonna fix you because you're not broken. You're just right. stuck. Or, you know, whatever. I remember you mentioning on, I think it was Greg Todd's podcast, like, you said one of the filters, whether this was conscious by your subconscious that you have or filtering out patients is you have them schedule their own treatment sessions with you. And it's yeah. like, if you want it bad enough, right, you'll get on there and do it and not rely on me to. Yeah, I send them the link even. I mean, I say, here's your link. I, I make it, I don't make it like, you know, you have to get on the internet or whatever. I don't want them getting distracted by going on Facebook for half an hour. Before <laughs> they remember they were supposed to go do that. But that's the thing. And, um, yeah, exactly. That's one of the ways like you learn. That's that's what that's for me. And I wasn't always like that. That evolved to the point where I said, you know what? I'm now experienced up to a level, and I know this at a level where I know where I work best. I want this to be a two-way thing because when you're with me, I give you everything I have. But I no longer at this age and this place in the game want to get sick trying to help you get healthy. Right. And, uh, you know, just because you, you mentioned it, uh, the, the reason why I first reached out to you to, to come on a podcast is because I've seen a very interesting conversation that you were having with uh, some of the people in a, a group that me and you are a part of uh, that remain nameless. And they were basically saying that they weren't going to the bathroom or weren't eating lunch. And you were like, are you all kidding me? That's why we got into this profession so that we wouldn't, you know, so that we can actually tell people how we live our lives. And if we're saying, hey, it's OK for me not to check on myself or take care of myself, then how can I, then how can I tell a patient that? So I just want to get your thoughts on that. And uh, also how, how did that conversation <laughs> Because after the 15th post, I seen that you post, I was like, I have to get her on here. And then I stopped following. <laughs> that, that work bathroom balance. Yeah. Work bathroom balance. I work half a, you know, half an hour of lunch is okay. Balance. Like, <laughs> um, that's the illness of society. You know, I'm mission driven. Okay. And it took me a while to really understand that I'm in all this for the mission, the bigger picture stuff. 
Um, I, at this point, really feel like I've achieved everything I ever wanted to in physical therapy and have let go of some things I thought I wanted to do, but I really don't want to. I wanted something else and I was able to get it a different way. Yeah. But that conversation came about um, mainly because it was like, you know, we kind of get distracted by the whole like the hustle and, you know, right. and, you know, go. And I'm just like, if you, again, going to that fourth, you know, that quadruple aim, if you're sick, how are you going to bring your event? Like, what are you saying? I mean, there's the Hippocratic oath. Maybe we need to be saying that instead of being hypocrites. Like, you need to be there. And I feel, you know what? I'll say it. Like, because I'm, you know, there's a book. I don't know who the author is. I have to look. But it's like, you know, the art of, like, not giving an F. Mm -hmm. And right. for whatever reason, I'm one of those women that whatever you want to think bad about me or you want to come in and charge at me, I'm, o I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily like it, but like I'm for the bigger picture and I'm just like, you're going to burn yourself out. Mm -hmm. If I'm 20, 22 years into this rehab game, I'm going to tell you what I saw. I'm going to tell you what I felt as a mentor level. I just feel like that's my responsibility to some extent in that conversation because like I literally tell women like this is why your bladder's overstretched or and there's big problems like you know like and and and, and I understand the gut health and I understand the cortisol and I understand the, the effects of blood sugars and I understand the fact that if you're gulping down your food and you're not starting your carbohydrate digestion by the look and the smell and the and the, and the the, you don't have the food in your mouth because that's where it starts the digestion of carbohydrates. You're going to be end up maybe possibly being somebody that ends up with, you know, small intestinal um, bacterial overgrowth and have lots of problems. You know, I, I, I see this. I know it. You are a healthcare provider. I don't know why you're so excited that you went into the conversation. I have to say is part of the page that that was on was because right. people were leaving practices Absolutely. too often it's not like going cash based is so like super easy it's just gives <laughs> some freedoms but it doesn't mean that yay now i can go abuse myself in a different situation and uh that's basically what you were telling them like hey you all sh you know shifted from working the nine to five to actually working for yourself and you're still not taking a lunch break it's like you're still basically doing you know lunch notes or you know whatever you're doing and you're like it's that's fun. not okay <laughs> yeah, there's a dysfunction in that. That's all I was trying to say. And then, yeah, like, absolutely. And you were arguing with them about their health. Therapist. You're not a bad therapist just because I say you're not organized in your time or you need an automated email system. You're just not really experienced enough yet in cash-based physical therapy, which I, you know, am. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but, you know, you don't, it, 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 it just was interesting. It's very interesting because it's it's kind of like I don't know what you get to you, if you get enough letters after your name you are Superman and you don't ever need food to really digest and you don't have to get your toxins out on a regular basis. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah. Because I have a lot of women who have babies and think that's the same way. Ugh. They don't have to eat. They don't have to digest. They don't have to take time for themselves. They, they, all of a sudden, they don't have to be a human being. <laughs> you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, right? Yeah. That's what they say? Yes. I just, I, we got to watch what we're selling, guys. Mm -hmm. Man, Amy, how do you feel about that? 
pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, obviously I agree because I wouldn't be seeking out treatment myself if, um, if I didn't, um, I, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you, I, I don't see how you can tell a patient, Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. Absolutely. I had a, we, we had a, a professor come in and, and actually tell us, and I always remember this now after he said it, but you, you should never should on people. And now I think about that every time I'm about to say, you should do this, you should do that. Right. They could. What if we go yep. into it and saying they could do this, yep. they could do that. Based on your understanding, it seems like they could do this and they could do that. And then turning it, one of the things I like about coaching versus treating is that it puts the ownership of the next decision on the patient, on the client. I don't even call them patients. It's all different reasons. But um, it puts it on them. And we need to get out of our heads and egos a little bit to be like, oh, they just don't know. They'll just hurt themselves. And I've had those discussions, too, with my peers. Um, you're a professional. They come to you. For so what you're saying is I'm not a professional because I tell them, hey, buddy, you've owned this body for 42 years. You've gone through all that crap. You know what you have to go home to. And I'm going to ask you, based upon what I know about what you've told me, and I know in my science, which you didn't go to school for, but I did, to save you time and not look at, you know, Swami Google Nanda and be actually <laughs> Dr. Google. Can I connect you? Can I connect you to the next spot? Which of these things, what, what do you, it sounds, but then I also have to lean in and say, it sounds like you're really busy. Do you think, which of these things would you, would you be able to do this if I said we meet one time a week, mm -hmm. but for an hour and a half, where we go through this a little bit, and we go through that a little bit, and we go through this a little bit, and we do this, and then, do you think you can take that responsibility to carry it the other six days, so that you don't have to worry about another car that night, or the kids getting a babysitter, or... What's so wrong with that conversation? But I'm told that, you know, sometimes I'm told that's, well, they don't come to you. For, well, my, you're right. My clients don't come to me looking for me to fix them or tell them what to do like their father or mother. They're not my clients. <laughs> They're somebody else's that likes to do that. Right. One that really loves the hierarchy model and the patriarchy of the system. Or like I saved someone. Yeah. If I ignore myself enough and don't save myself, maybe I can save somebody else and not deal with that personal development stuff. <laughs> Are people usually receptive to that? Like those busy people when you offer them like, hey, how about just coming in one day a week? Do you usually, do more, I usually build off of that? Yeah, more receptive than maybe the old way where it has to be like this two times a week or whatever. And if you don't do this, then it's not going to work and we can't get here. And I just think those are lies. I just think like you got to be that good. Yeah. Um, there's optimal I mean it would be really convenient if we met every day like in the athletic training room when I was an athletic trainer and you got hurt on the field and we just went right over there right now yeah <laughs> and then you came every day that would be awesome to do. and by the way you were probably also like you know training in the weight room mm -hmm. even though you did some exercises with me mm -hmm. and you, that would be great and you had a free kitchen with smoothies yeah, <laughs> that'd exactly. be awesome yeah, all of the coaches say that you are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I try, to make it, I try to make it as easy as possible to have all of that. I just took the athletic training room into the physical therapy. I really oh. did. Oh, yeah, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
one, one thing that just popped up in my head because we were, ta- we were talking about the Facebook group, and one of the questions I had was, "Why are PTs such bullies? Do we have? Are we kind of bullies? You know why people are bullies? Why are people bullies? Yeah. Do you understand? Like, why do you usually bully? Because you've been bullied. Insecurities and stuff. And insecure, yeah. Mm-hmm. PTs. PTs, some PTs, no, I think overall, we have, we hold a karma. I'll say it that way, and maybe we'll finish it at that. I believe that our profession holds a karma that's very deep in feeling um, uh, not enough and fearing, and just fear, because we were techs. We were technicians, and so if we didn't do what we were told, then maybe we get in trouble. And, you know, and that's, I, I think it's kind of still in, in the karma of it, in the energy of it. So there's just something, and I think it actually got exacerbated by the whole move towards DPT in the sense that people had to be so, it got really easy for certain personalities. The, uh, you know, really external validation is their own, you know, that kind of thing to get perpetuated. And we're in a system now that's, it's just tough to, that's so, you know, if you, if a doctor's been bullying you, if you, by the way, if, if you've allowed a doctor to bully you, a physician doctor, or if you felt bullied by the system, yeah, yeah it goes down to personal, personal development, inside work, so you don't, let the ego get carried away. I'll finish that's, with that. That's a big picture <laughs> answer. That is, that's huge. Yeah. Hey, you're still listening to this? Mm. What? Well, this is part one. It's over. I hope you learned a lot. Yeah. Shout out again to Dr. Lisa Holland. Mm. She's awesome. She told, She's she told awesome. us how to be more of a goddess in our daily life. You know? Um, yeah. We joke, but, but seriously, that, that whole mindset of taking the whole person into an account, uh, blending more of what it means to be a yogi and a goddess, right? You know, and when you say goddess, you know, it, it sounds fluffy, but all it, all it means, what she's trying to get across is that you are taking the whole person into account. We are embracing some form of spirituality into our boring, traditional, sterile healthcare system, mm-hmm. right? So. It's almost like a blend of like our Western healthcare with the Eastern medicine where they mind, body, spirit yeah. encompasses all that into treating the patient. And she admitted that, you know, not in you all heard in the episode that not every patient is her patient, right? I mean, yeah. there's a certain type of patient, there's a certain kind of thought process that you have to have in order to become a patient. And it's not like a hierarchy. She's not going out looking like you're not qualified, you're not qualified. But she does know that it takes, you know, it's it's a matching process because she's not for everybody. Yeah, awesome. and and I mean, people may may think, oh, that sounds fluffy or, or that's you know it's BS, but that's just real life. I mean, when you look at chronic pain patients, when you look at the way people are eating, you know, sleeping, nutrition, all this other stuff that that you can't really bill for in the physical therapy world or that. You know, like Tyler mentioned earlier, when you just when you're just looking at somebody's chronic pain of the ankle or whatever, and all you do is look at that one aspect of their life, and there's so many other variables and other things in their life that could be affecting their chronic pain or just their fatigue. Um, I think Dr. Lisa did a great job of giving us advice and mentorship on that. Absolutely. So thank you again, Dr. Lisa. Thank you again, Amy Depleto. Sorry if we're getting that name wrong. 
Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to the listeners. For I hope you guys are at least learning something out there. Yeah, I agree. We we greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. Uh, and podcast. if you found the episode even slightly amusing, or if you didn't like it at all, please go leave us a review. Yeah, on that sounds it's that five or one, right? Five star ones. I forgot about that. Yeah, five or one. Yeah, let's yeah let's take a moment to just thank people for listening yeah right? i want to I, I you know also want to thank all the people that have come on the episode right like dr lisa you you yeah. as a student you reach out to someone you're like yeah you want to you be on my podcast right and they're like yeah, yeah sure it sounds cool and you're like oh yeah i so, thought that you were gonna say no <laughs> yeah yeah I, I wasn't really counting on that yeah. no so and these people are, are super busy they're on the hustle just like anybody else yeah they're taking their time out um and and so that's you know it's great that's greatly appreciated and it's greatly appreciated that people would actually take the time to listen to it as well yeah no and, doubt and leave feedback um thank all of that thank yeah. all of that and thank even you. those people that have reached out to us personally i was like hey i really got something from that episode like yeah. you know it's more than just a download but someone really reaching out and say i really got something from the episode it's it's been awesome. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. You know, it's, a, it's, it's amazing to talk to the guests. It's amazing to make something that people enjoy, that people uh, get value from, whether it's learning something or whether it's just laughing at us being assholes, you know? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much.